Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Boss Rush After Dark, the alternative podcast show for the Boss Rush Network. It's your man, Laron Dawkins, back here tonight with two of my favorite podcasting people. Hello, Stephanie Klimov. How you doing? Uh, much better now. Uh, it's been quite a week, so I'm happy to be here. It's only Wednesday. Don't jinx it. It's only <laughs> Wednesday. Don't jinx it. Hello, Corey Derrick. What's up, dude? Hello. Happy to be here on this Wednesday evening. It's been a great week, everybody. He's, he, he, he's so sarcastic. Trust me. Like, we talk to each other all throughout the week and stuff. And and, the, and this entire trio of, of podcasters right now are like, man, is it over yet? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, I, feel, I feel like normally, like, Wednesday is our night that we're, that, that, you know, like, we're like, yes. Like, we're, we, we made it. And now it's like, and now it's like, whew. I know, and I feel like there's something wrong with me because I have this like hope, like next week will be better. Next week will be better, and it's never better. I think it's, I think it's that, I think it's that that mid-year thing that that people go through. That's funny. Yeah. A, sounds like my, sounds like my phone is ringing, but but it's not. <laughs> um. Yeah. Like you know, like it's that mid-year thing that we. I feel like I feel like once we get to halfway through the year, we get these we get these random like 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 plateaus where it's like, like what am I doing here? You know, and stuff like that. Uh, like it happens it happens once sometime like during late summer, and I feel like it happens again. If it doesn't happen right before the holiday period starts, it happens right before New Year's. Mm. Mm. Like for me, it's not that talking about the weather and seasons is terribly exciting, but. I enjoy quote unquote summertime because the days are long. That's what I really enjoy. It keeps me awake and happy and sun makes me happy. But I also hate heat and humidity. So I look forward to the fall and winter. They're my favorite mm-hmm. time of year. Yes, I'm a basic bitch because I love pumpkin spice, but I also love the holidays. So when I'm midsummer, I kind of almost have this pressure on myself, like, especially for, so I'm from new england so we have short summers you know it doesn't last very long so i feel this pressure to like go on trips go to the beach do these things before it's over but at the same time i don't know i just feel pressure to get a lot of stuff in little time and just time flies by and yeah i hear you i hear you yeah Uh, it's a weird time yeah go ahead Corey. go ahead no, I was saying it's a weird time. It's weird. It's a weird time. I don't know. Uh, are we going for a, a, a happy-go-lucky topic tonight, or are we going for what? What's the what's the vibe tonight? I would, I want to. I I have a topic. Um, should I say it out loud, and then we can kind of deliberate whether we're yeah, talking because about it. As that's a gonna. Fact, as a matter of fact, everybody has topics. Let's 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 say what our topics are, and then we'll figure out which ones we want to go after. No, what's wait? What's your topic though? I want to know what it is. My topic, my my topic is is how is how bad is your temper? Mm, temper, con- I like that yeah. one actually. How bad is your temper? You know, uh, <laughs> I even have like a little like like a little like setup for it. You know, like you know, like how uh, like like are you are you one to be easily gaslit or are you one of those people who you know like you kind of like have this zen thing until like shit really hits the fan and stuff like that. You know, yeah. That's so, but basically, my my thing is, let's talk about our tempers. Oh boy, I'm afraid of mine. If I'm if I'll be honest with you, I so <laughs> I guess I'll start because I I. Oh, so we do my, want to talk about it? Yeah, 
I, okay. I, I do because I think it's interesting. Well, before we talk about it, what do the thing? Do the uh, thing that you that you do so well. <clears throat> what what's the thing? Oh, the Patreon thing. Yeah, I forgot. Thing. I for okay. I already forgot. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do value you guys. We do. I just always forget to do the announcements. Is all. Uh, so yeah, if you want to support the Boss Rush Network and Boss Rush After Dark directly, you can go over to our Patreon page patreon.com slash boss rush network uh where you can support us directly for as little as a dollar for that dollar a month you get uh early access to uh the boss rush podcast audio feed and nintendo power block expansion pass uh one week early as well as standard definition and after dark two weeks early uh but if you subscribe at the five dollar tier you get early access as well as a Patreon producer shout out here on this program uh, right now, actually. So without further ado, we will shout out our Patreon producers. For this episode of Boss Rush After Dark, our Patreon producers are Quentin Jackson, Rebecca Jewell, Adriel Munger, my wife, Sana Dierig, Francisco Santilan, and our newest Patreon producer, Celeste Roberts. Yeah. All right. Yay. Can't believe okay. you forgot, remember. Celeste. <laughs> uh, remember no, all of our content. Hold on. Oh, I'm not my done. Bad. My bad. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm, I get excited. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I want to thank all of our Patreon producers. I want to thank all of our patrons. I want to thank all of our free listeners. If you do listen on free feeds and don't want to support us financially, remember all of our content is free. We just give you a few perks for subscribing. If you do listen on iTunes or Spotify, please leave us a five-star rating or review. It really helps with discoverability and it helps us out. There, Leron, I'm done. You can go now. Okay. I was going to say, I was going to say please tell us about your temper. Okay, so I am one of those people who gets really, 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 really angry at things. Big and stuff? Big stuff, little stuff, you name it. I'm super angry, but I hold it in until I'm by myself, usually. I would say like 95% of the time. Sometimes I get angry and yell and do whatever, but like, that's, I mean, that's just people but like sometimes i get like really frustrated about stuff or really angry or you know why is this going this way why is this not doing this why you know and or you know if if something somebody says that i'm talking to or arguing with says something i just keep it in until i'm by myself and then like if i'm still angry when i'm by myself i will like (laughs) i like to like punch things <laughs> like doors and Smash walls things. and kick things and uh headbutt the wall like because like i'm just like Ugh. like you know not like you know not like headbutting it like i'm headbutting someone but like mm-hmm. you know just like i don't know and uh i just i don't know i and also like when i'm really angry i can't like i have a really hard time saying words <laughs> You know, like it, coming up with like a complete thought to express my anger. So uh-huh. I'll just like 
shut down and not say anything too mm-hmm. is another thing. Um, and I've been finding myself in situations where I will be like really angry or upset at night. And so I can't fall asleep or I'll wake up in the middle of the night being super angry or upset and then I can't sleep and then I don't get a good night's sleep and then I'll wake up early and then, you know, it's just like, I don't know. I've just found myself being more angry <laughs> lately than normal. Uh, and it kind of sucks. Um, but yeah, I just, I just kind of let it all out when people aren't around because it's safer that way. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want to like... Not that I would ever, like, hit my wife or my kids or anything, but, like, I just don't want to, like, show them that I'm that angry, you know? So. That's wise. I mean, it's great that you have that level of self-control. Some people are either incapable or refuse to seek help for that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I, I mean, I know everybody gets angry and they all handle it their different ways. I just don't. Like, sometimes, also, like, I feel weird that, like, is that how you're supposed to handle being angry, too, (laughs) you know? Well, honestly, like, like, anger is one of the healthier emotions that we have, honestly. Like, I mean, like, you know, like, a a lot of psychological studies say it, but the problem is, is that, is that, you know, like, we focus on the fact that anger is, like, negative, that, you know, like, we have no way of coping with our anger. So, like, we either do one of two things. We either unhealthily bottle, bottle up the shit that's infuriating us to the point where, like, it actually damages, like, our, 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 our mental state, our, basically, like, our soul. Or, or we fly off the handle because we don't know, like, the proper way yeah. to exert our anger. And we wind up looking like a mad person. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, that's, that's how I handle my anger. I... I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I'm angry at stupid things too. And then like, I sometimes I'm like, why am I angry at that? Why am I mad about that? You know, but I have this really weird thing where I get so caught up in stuff that like, I'm so focused on this one thing that I'm, I'm not focusing on anything else, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that that also, makes me more angry than I should be sometimes. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. So who else gets angry? Oh, we all get angry just in different yeah. ways, right? Yeah. I'm one of those ones I, I do I do I do tend to tend to like to like hold hold my anger in until until like until like it becomes like a problem for me. Um like and you know, like uh, I remember growing up, my mom, used to, my mom and my dad used to say, "Wow, you're like you're like so patient." Especially after my sister showed up, like you're like you're like like wow, he has so much patience and stuff. And it was like, and it's like, well, I feel like I had to get this patience because like you guys did not know how to act when I was pissed off, <laughs> right? And it's and it's something that's followed me, you know, for for all, all for practically all of my adult life. Like you know, like um, like I get angry and stuff like that, but you know, um. Like I hold it all in until like until like I hit the straw that breaks the camel's back basically, and then it's like, and then and then it's like you know like people look at me. I was like, man, like you're so laid back. What the fuck was wrong with you just now? And it's like, no, nah, this shit pissed me off, and it was time for me to tell you about it. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
yeah, and um, and it's funny too because like you know um like I'm a Gemini, you know I was born in I was born in June and all that stuff and it and people always say that Gemini's are crazy like you know one minute they're like they're like they're like super sweet the next minute you know they're just absolute assholes and stuff like that and I started reminding people I was like look Gemini's aren't crazy until you do something to make us fucking crazy. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if you if if you look at it, like a lot of people turn around and say, "Man, like 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 so and so, like I never thought they were that damn crazy." It's like, yeah, you never thought we were that crazy because, like, in all honesty, we didn't have anything to be crazy about. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I used to I used to have a very bad temper when I was a kid. When I was a kid, yeah, I I used to have blackout moments to where like, oh wow, to where like to mm-hmm. where like I knew I was getting angry. And then I blacked out, and then when I came back to it, I was like, okay, I was pissed off about something. What happened? <laughs> I used to wow. I used to have those moments when I was, like, between the ages of, like, 17 and 20, I would say. Like, especially when I was playing sports and stuff. Like, I would say in college I had those moments where, like, I would be like so you, angry. It's like you lose cognitive thought, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Like... I, I, like, I remember, I remember this moment specifically. I don't remember what happened, but I remember the moment where, like, I, I, when I was, when I was playing football in college, I came back to my dorm room and I, the girl I was dating at the time, she had gone out or something and, like, Again, it's probably something really stupid to get angry at, but like, we were we were already arguing, we were already fighting about something, and she went out and like didn't like tell me she was going out. Not that she needed to, but at the time, you know, sometimes you just kind of get that way, especially mm-hmm. when you don't, you know, whatever. <laughs> and like, she came back with her friends and like a bunch of dudes or whatever, like. Uh, and, oh, the disrespect! And I got like really <laughs> angry to the point where like I was really angry. I remember snapping my cell phone in half, and then think after that, like I became like I kind of like what happened, and like the door to the like the way the dorms were set up, where there was two bedrooms. Like there was a bedroom over here. Oh yeah, with two and there's people. a door that separates it. And no, and then a bedroom over here, and then in between them was like the common room with like a shower and whatever. Yeah. The mm-hmm. the door to the common room was laying on the floor. Huh. Hey Stephanie. Mm-hmm. This motherfucker's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Woo! And so I was like <laughs> and then I just remember my one roommate was like staring at me. <laughs> like and he was warning yeah. he was gonna have to put you down. <laughs> yeah, but like I used to have like a really bad anger problem, and you know I don't I don't know what it was, but like I mean now I've I'm not that way anymore. At least I hope I'm not, or I contain it better or something. I don't know, but like yeah, that was a that was like a wake up moment for me. Like okay, you need to maybe somehow yeah. get this under control. My my major problem with my with with my anger now, like uh, like I I I still get angry and stuff like that, you know, um, you know, um, but I also try to like make sure like nobody like nobody directly incurs incurs my wrath that if that makes sense. Uh, but the problem is though, like um, like now it's one of those things where like where like I can feel myself getting angry, 
and and that's and that's the part that that's the part that like basically kind of sends me in the, over the edge. Like I feel myself getting angry. So like you know like that you know when people say your blood is boiling and all that stuff. Yeah, basically like your heart's racing. Like you know like you can hear you can hear your you can hear the 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 heartbeat in your in in your ears and all that stuff. You know you you start getting you start getting fidgety or your skin starts tingling and all that stuff or 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 or, or, or even worse like your neck and your ears get hot. Oh yeah. Oh man, it, it's almost like a cartoon. Like you know, like when like the Tom and Jerry cartoon when like when like one of them gets super pissed and like, like like you see the red just come all the way up and stuff. It feels like that, and I can't stand feeling like that. And 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 there's a part of it that's like okay, like I'm getting angry, but I'm also getting hysterical behind the fact that my body feels like the way it does and stuff like that. And it kind of makes it kind of makes the whole thing worse, which is why I try not to get to that point. Yeah. Um. I I also like I don't like how I feel when I'm angry either and so like that's I think that's why I hold it in you know to the point where like I hold <laughs> I hold so much in that like sometimes I don't even know what I'm mad at anymore Oh yeah you know and that also you've compartmentalized, sucks. you've compartmentalized so much shit that like they either like pisses you off gets on your nerves or just irks you and you know, and now you've held on to this, you've held on to all this stuff for so long, you can't focus on any one thing that got you there. Yeah, like I mean, it could be something as small as like, oh, my kids are making a mess, or or like, you know, maybe my wife said something to me that like irked me a little bit, or you know, oh, this video isn't processing correctly, or oh my gosh, I had to like yesterday, I was really angry because I had to, I sat in traffic because on my way home. One of the biggest concert venues is like ten minutes from my house um, in the area, and uh, I didn't know there was a concert on Tuesday because there's never concerts on Tuesdays. <laughs> like, who goes to a concert on a Tuesday night? Uh, Corey is about to rip the. By the way, at, at the column, <laughs> everybody, everybody who saw Cheap Trick last night at Blossom, I hope you enjoyed yourself because I sat in traffic. <laughs> For an hour and a half trying to get through your stupid parking. Oh my god! Uh, so that like like stuff like that, and then but like when you have like ten or twelve little or medium sized things, like it builds up, and then you just oh, get yeah. so angry that you just don't you just don't know like what you're mad at anymore. Yeah, yeah, you know, and so yeah, I don't know, and then like. What I what I was telling you guys before we started recording last night, like last night, last night I went to bed at <laughs> I went to bed at ten o'clock last night and didn't wake up till almost seven today, and that was I I probably slept more last night than I have in the last like four nights three nights because mm-hmm. of just I don't know. Also, like worry sits up there too with anger for me. Oh yeah, you know, mm-hmm. like I. I mean, I worry about a lot of things or I stress out about a lot of things that you don't need to, you know. Uh, I live I live in a daily state of stress. I do. Yeah. You know, like something's always on my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 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 you know the sad part is something's always on my mind is also a reason why I procrastinate. Mhm. Yeah. Um so I don't know, like I I like <laughs> I worry about my kids, you know, like going to school or camp or whatever, you know, I worry about, you know, my wife cause she doesn't sleep a lot, you know, because of my, my son is just like sick all the time. You know, I'm worried about his surgery in a couple weeks or next, it's next Thursday. 
Wait, your kids having your your son's having surgery? Mm-hmm. This, is, this is my first time hearing about this. He's uh. I, I haven't really told anybody. So okay, uh, he's having ear surgery. Is he getting is he... tubes put in? Yeah, but like it's still like it's like he's still being put under, which is like super stressful because you don't oh, know that, if he's like stressful. you know and yeah, uh, I'm worried about our vacation because we're going to the beach and like. The ocean is something that scares the shit out of me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, aside from I'm right there, I'm right there with you, brother. Like the ocean, like no. Yeah. Aside As aside the... from the fact that like I hate sand, first of all, but that, that's a different. <laughs> that's a different. <laughs> you and me are the same person. Uh, but you know, like that really s- stresses me out, and I just. I don't know, like, between the amount of stress and anger I've experienced the last, like, two or three weeks, maybe a month, it's just like, man, I just, like, then I fall into this place where, like, I just don't want to do anything, you know? <laughs> it's to that point where, like, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, I just don't want to, I just don't want to do anything, and I need to do things, and I need to finish things, and I need to get things done, and then I just don't want to do them. And I had mm-hmm. to like force myself to do them, you know. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just, I don't know. I saw a post today. Maybe it was, I don't know if it was one of you or what, but like, I don't, I saw it and it was like, what's your biggest regret uh, as a kid or something? And, the, and somebody said, uh, when I was a kid, saying, I wish I was an adult or something <laughs> oh god yes i saw that somewhere it might have been facebook oh god or yes or what, what what the fuck are we thinking like trying to be in a rush to grow up i constantly tell nikolai who clearly doesn't know what i'm talking about but it says when you get there you're gonna want to wish you'd grow up fast let me tell you yeah being an adult sucks well i didn't yeah. say sucks i said it's a stealing steaming pile of poop because that translates mm-hmm. better mm-hmm. yeah then he laughs and thinks it's funny yeah and then, like, I know when I get in, like, a certain mood or whatever, like, I know I, I when it comes to, like, the podcast and stuff, like, I know I don't perform on a level that I'm comfortable with either. So, like, then that gets in my head. Like, you know, I just, uh, just, yeah. Yep. So, for me... I think my parents have conditioned me to not have a temper, meaning my mom, I love her, just prefacing that I love her, has so much of a temper, there was no room for anyone else to have a temper. Uh. I'm not kidding. So my parents have an interesting dynamic. My dad, who's the Caucasian American, is calm, cool, collected for the most part. He had a very, 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 or has a very long fuse. So it took, it doesn't, it takes a lot to get him mad. And when he's mad, he's that silent, scary type of anger. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mom has the shortest fuse, shorter than my pinky. The smallest thing will trip her up and she will rip your face off. Um, and she's good at it. She is oh, wow. terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. Her temper is ter- like. I would, I'm always walking on eggshells around her because I never know when she's going to get upset about something. Some things make sense. Most things are just illogical or I don't understand. Like, I could just 
forget to say something to her and she won't talk to me for weeks. Um, I think there was something where it was my birthday. It was my birthday. And I think I forgot to call her to tell her something and she wouldn't talk to me for two, three weeks. That, okay. First of all, that's, that's, that's unhealthy. That's, that's unhealthy behavior. Oh, it is. Oh, for sure it is. But that's just setting up the preface or premise, whatever, that there was no room for me to have a temper. I wasn't allowed to have a temper. So now as an adult, I think for the most part, I do get angry like we all do. I just I don't manifest a type of a temper. I, I think I'm a little bit more like my dad. I have a very long fuse. Um, and then when I do get mad, I guess the way I cope with it, because, you know, got to let that I try to turn it into like a humorous anger because yeah. I see on TV when people are angry, but in a funny way. Mm-hmm. So that's why a lot of people, when I post stuff on Facebook, I don't do so much of that anymore. They don't get it. And they think like, why is that funny? That's not something to joke about. I'm like, no, this is how I cope with anger. So I don't turn into a lunatic. Um, <laughs> so I'm not the kind of person that, you know, punches or throws things or screams at people. Cause maybe cause I observed it in my mom and I'm like, I don't want to be like that. Yeah. So I never yell at people. I don't put my hands on people at most. I'll like go to a friend and vent or just talk angrily to myself. Like if someone cuts me off and doesn't use their blinker on the highway and I almost die in a car accident, I'll curse to myself five minutes later. I'll be better. Um, that's my anger. Um, but if you don't mind, I, I want to kind of share an experience with someone that was close to me just to kind of con- contrast uh-huh. was the last guy I dated and it was significant cause I've been with him kind of more or less two years. And this was after the divorce. He had a horrible temper looking back at it. I'm not really quite sure. But anyway, he was the opposite. He had the shortest fuse, got mad at the smallest, simplest things. And mm-hmm. when he'd get mad, he would throw stuff. I don't, I, I never quite understood that either. And when I told my mom that, which is kind of ironic because she has a terrible temper too. She says, you know, with guys like that who have a bad temper, he might break his phone or throw other things, but who knows down the line, it could be you he's throwing. Yeah. Uh, So I'm glad I'm out of that relationship. So I kind of made it a point that, again, anger is a normal emotion, but I personally cannot date someone or be even be friends with someone who has a really nasty temper i'm sorry like i would surround myself with people who know how to manage it yeah like it's always it's always alarming you know when it's always alarming when somebody's when somebody's temper or how they channel their anger like you know like it's alarming the ways people like channel their anger sometimes you know and you know and it's one of those things it's like should i be afraid of this shit you know like like what's going on right now you know like, do I need to, like, do I need to, like, put out a restraining order or some shit like that, you know? Yeah. And it, but it, and it was always, like, for the smallest stuff, too. It's not like, I cheated on you, which I didn't. But I'm just saying, like, if I dropped the bomb, like, I cheated and then he got really mad, that would be kind of, you know, a measurable, re- reasonable response. But mm-hmm. it could be something small, like, just squabbling over what someone said or didn't say like it's that small i can't even remember what the scenario was about so but uh and i i don't respond well to really bad tempers i just shut down usually i'll cry (laughs) but i'll shut down and not like i'm gonna cry to manipulate no i just 
I cry. I shut down and I cry because I'm like, I just want this to be over. <laughs> but that yeah. was a little bit of psychology in my personal history that you guys probably didn't need to know, but I figured mm. I'd share that. No, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Well, well, that was my topic. It's, I don't know. Anger is a weird emotion because it's, it's not like, <clears throat> it's not like you can point at it. Like when someone's sad, they're like either crying or you can like, you can see it. Right. Whereas like anger, like it could come out in multiple different ways, you know? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Like it can be, it can be faceless. That's the crazy part. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, Stephanie said you could have that quiet anger where you can just tell somebody's angry because they're quiet, you know, or like people throwing and breaking things or screaming or, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, God forbid somebody hits someone, but you know, that is also something that could happen. It's just anger is weird. <laughs> yeah. And it's like y'all said, it's okay to be angry. It's just finding ways to handle it. Like I haven't done it yet, but I've apparently there's there's places like this called like smash rooms or mm-hmm. something where you literally could oh, go yeah. in a room and just break shit. Mm-hmm. Fine, go ahead. Like that if it's a way to like channel that energy, go do it. I feel like it's one of those emotions kinda of, I don't know. I feel like do you guys feel that other than happiness, it's almost like um what's the what's the word? look down upon for you to have any other emotion you can't be sad can't be depressed can't be angry like those are ooh bad emotions you have to be happy there's so much focus well, and pressure on being happy a, i mean as I think... a grown as a grown-ass man like yeah like i can't i can't be anything but you know like either i can't i can either be neutral or i can be happy like I... anything else like makes everybody else un, uh, you know like nervous right mm-hmm. and i think i think like i think a lot of people think if you're like upset or angry or something something's wrong with you and like don't get me wrong i don't want to take anything away from like people who suffer from mental health or depression you know those types of issues but like sometimes like sometimes sometimes there could just be like nothing wrong really and you can just like you know everybody always says like oh i just needed a good cry to let it out you know like you can you're allowed to feel sad for you know little to no reason you know it's just i don't know it's it's, yeah and like i think laron as men especially like coming up in generations where like talking about your emotions or showing emotion was really was a a ginormous sign of weakness yeah and you know still learning how to do that and like deal with those types of things to this day, you know, I mean, my wife has really helped me out with stuff like that, but like, I still suck at it, you know? And there's, and you know, and you know, what's crazy about that though, right? Is like, is like, it's like we're being deprogrammed now, like from all that stuff that we, from all that stuff that we, that we were taught like growing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. And now we feel so ashamed and stuff to even talk about it, you know? Like, yeah. it's like, it's like you're you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, you know, because it's like it's like okay, like this is really what's what's wrong with me, you know, like we we'll, we will talk this stuff out, and at the end of it, like you know, like we're a crying mess because like we we're at conflict with ourselves because like we didn't because like we we were there's still part of us that says I I really shouldn't have told this to like somebody, but at the same time, you know, I was like I know I needed the help, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, 
And again, like, I know this might sound like I don't like my parents because I've been kind of talking about them. That's not the case. I love them. But sure doesn't sound like it. I I don't know. Maybe I have a resting bitch face, but like my normal (laughs) face, feet, whatever is like this. Like, I'm not naturally smiling all the time. I just have like, like, this is my steady state. And that doesn't mean I'm miserable. Does not mean I'm sad. I'm just I'm just here. And I hated it when my dad would catch me in those states, just minding my own business. And he'd be like, smile. What's wrong with you? Why aren't you happy? You need to be happy and smiling. I'm like, which, I'm not upset. He's like, which, smile. Which, like, I would get grounded for not smiling. Which I, which I hope now that men know that that's not a thing you're supposed to tell any any female. Huh. You're not supposed to do that. Like, like in all honesty, that's, that's triggering. Yeah. yeah. I was punished for not being happy. I'm like, excuse me? like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, God. Like, oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't be too emotional growing up in my house. You couldn't be too emotional, you know? Like, you know, like, if something, if, if something, especially something your parents did piss you off, like, you couldn't, you couldn't tell them that you were mad behind something they did. Mm-hmm. You couldn't tell them that. No, that was like, that was like a sign of disrespect, you know? Or you couldn't, or you couldn't correct your parent when they were doing something wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that, you know? Yeah. Or like my favorite one, not doesn't have anything to do with like emotion or anything, but like when I was in middle school and high school, like <laughs> uh, my mom, like I didn't really have a lot of friends, like really at all, you know, and my mom would, uh, she would use this phrase, socially retarded. Oh, <laughs> because Ouch. I didn't have any friends and she would call me that a lot as well as uh, other things. <laughs> but, uh, God, that's terrible. Uh, I feel like, I feel like our parents bullied us a lot worse than any, than the average kid at school ever did. Sometimes I that? feel that way. Why uh, would they feel like it's okay to talk to their kids like that? I know. I know. I don't know. Like, don't get me wrong. Like I, I love, I love my parents. I love my mom and stuff. They do a lot for us. And like, when I got older, like they, you know, my mom well, especially became less like, you know, and I know like to an extent, like she just wanted the best for us as kids and stuff. Right. Oh, yeah. But like, I think, I think a lot of, I think a lot of parents that are worth their salt are, are like that. Yeah. They want the, they want the best for their kids, but at the same time, you know, they do, they do stuff that's just, that's, that's, it's, if it's not borderline traumatizing, it is traumatizing, you know, like, yeah. And I'm trying to understand that psyche. Sorry, like we're kind of veering off topic, but as a parent, like I'm trying to figure out how I want to parent. I'm like, how, it's kind of sad. Though. This is how I think. How am I going to raise my kid with the least amount of trauma? Mm-hmm. Because I know there's going to be some way I traumatize my kid. I just feel like that's a circle of life. Parents traumatize their kids, and when they grow up, they traumatize their kids. Yeah. Um, obviously, I want to be mindful and do it the least as possible. I just don't know, like, were my parents mindful when they called? or said certain things to me. Cause like I said, I know I'll screw up my son in one way or another, but I would never call him retar- the R word yeah. um, in any way, shape or form. I would never tell him, don't use your emotions. You can't stop crying. Don't be a, a pussy or any of those things that is horrible to say to people. But we were all called stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Or bet- even something my mom said, sorry, last thing <laughs> my mom says, I never wanted to have you. <laughs> like, stuff why, like that. Uh, why, yeah, my wife why, gets that. Like, 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 I, I, like, 
I get it. I get it. Like our parents, our parents are basically completing the circle of, of trauma that was in, that was that was inflicted upon them from their parents, and that was inflicted upon them from their parents and stuff. It's a cycle of trauma and stuff like that, and like a lot of like a lot. Of, and then what's crazy about it is like when you as like when you become your when you become a parent and stuff, and you actually are doing stuff to break that cycle of trauma. Then your then your then your elders are like, "What's wrong with you? Like that's not the way you're supposed to be handling that child." Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom says I spoil my kid, which I take offense to because trust me, I'm doing my best to combine both like the Eastern and Western mindset of parenting. Like I'm actually a pretty strict parent yeah. compared to what I've seen. Like I'm I can be a hard ass, but I'm also not going to tell my son I wish he was never born. That's different. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's different. Yeah, like and, and the thing about it is like you know what I. I feel like I feel like in all honesty, like kids kids feel words a lot a lot longer than they feel like a spanking or anything like that. You know, like mm-hmm. shit. Like you know, like I I remember some of the shit that my parents told me when I was growing up, and like it, and like at forty seven years old, like it's still something that, that comes to the front of my mind every once in a while, and it's like it's like fuck. You know, it's like it's like I endured that shit, or 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 even worse, I believe that shit. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. ah, it's like, man, like, yeah. So I, I always tell myself, like, you know, even like if I have kids, you know, like I, I I'm not saying that my parents raised me wrong or anything like that. I'm just going to try and make sure that I don't do a lot of the shit that my parents did to me and my sister, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> it's fun. And also, and also, you know, parenting, like, I mean, like. We, we, we probably sound like we're being really harsh on our parents right now. Our parents are doing the best they could with the skills that they had that, that they had that they had acquired and stuff like that. So, you know, unless they were just abusive assholes. And when I say abusive, I mean, like, you like you were basically on your way to the hospital for something your parents yeah, did exactly. to you and stuff like that. You know, like, you know, like, you know, like most most parents, you know, like they did their best, you know. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I'm glad you said that because, you know, like I said, for all that I'm saying about my parents, like – I'm definitely not going to be the perfect parent myself. Like I'm not yeah. trying to be I'll sit on my high horse here, but uh, it's all about learning, right? We all want to learn and be better. Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, we went from we went from tempers to parenting. <laughs> yeah, sorry, just yeah. it's no, 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 no. It's it's okay, it's okay because um because no, honestly, I also think the way we the way our parents raise us also like has a bearing on how like we deal with our temper and our anger and our and 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 and. And to an extent to like our, our other emotions, you know, and stuff like that, you know, the spectrum of emotions, like, you know, being, being told that you need to be happy all the time. That's not cool. Just like being told that, you know, like you shouldn't cry every time you get hurt. That's not cool either. Yeah. <laughs> you know, want to like, what's up or, heaven fun. For, or heaven forbid you're actually depressed and like, no, there's no such thing as depression. Like, mm-hmm. no, like you can't be sad about that. You know? And they don't understand that depression and sadness is not the same thing. Like, like it's like, like there's like the words are synonyms, but they are not the same thing. Depression is an actual medical condition. Whereas, whereas sadness is a state of being. Amen. Mm-hmm. But you want to hear a cool kind of, yes, please. Cool. Um, so <laughs> there, you know, culturally, I don't know if you hear like little isms and stuff like that. Um, so uh, I think it's Chinese kind of ism or I don't know what you want. To... Anyway, the point is, is how to tell if someone has a bad temper or not. And it's funny. If your earlobes are connected, that means you <laughs> have a bad temper. But if your earlobes are not connected, you're a person that does not have. That's a bad weird temper. because I because I am told I have a bad temper. And my earlobes are not connected. Mm-hmm. Well, you, see, mean where, you mean you mean you mean where it joins where it joins yeah. the side you, the back of your jo- 
your, the back of your yeah. Your it's jaw. supposed to be if your earlobes are connected, you have a hot temper. Or oh, if you wait, they aren't. Are, are connected. Oh, are connected. Okay. Obviously, that's not science. Yes. Yeah. True. But I just always thought it was funny because my mom's earlobe is connected. My dad's isn't. But yeah, it doesn't it's not? But I just thought I'd share. Like she would. <laughs> So she, my earlobes are connected. So she would like tell me as a kid, "You're gonna have a nasty temper." I'm like, "Okay, bring it." <laughs> and look at me, I'm like the biggest wuss in the world that can't stand up to her own shadow. So Aww. sorry, I'm you're wrong. Corey, tell us about your earlobes. They are not connected. All right, see, it's just a farce. I've been lying yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because like, because like, <laughs> us dudes, us dudes are unconnected earlobes, getting blackout angry and shit, and then, <laughs> and, then, and then looking around like, what I miss? Like, you know, like there was some like raging party like that happened, and you and you slept through it or something. Yeah. Huh. yeah. No yawning on us. I know. I'm sorry. Okay. By the way, uh. If we aren't, if are we, if we're done with this topic, <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we, I think we're done. I think we put the bed. Yeah, thanks, Saron. That's a nice yeah. one. You're, I, you're uh, full of great ideas tonight. Oh, thanks. I sent you guys a new short story in the chat, <laughs> in our text chat. Oh. <laughs> what was That's it weird. called? That's weird. That's weird. I didn't hear my phone. No, this was earlier it. today. Oh, okay. <laughs> this was uh. Conquered by Clippy. Yeah. Oh, that, yes, yes, I saw that. <laughs> book two of seven, Digital Desires. I need to see what his other books are of Digital Desires. Yeah, look them up. Let's read the descriptions of these, because they're funny. I think everybody needs a good laugh right now. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, so while we're looking that up, so Corey has texted us in, um, earlier today that he found a very X-rated type story on Amazon, but it's not your typical topic or premise, right? Yeah, it's so it's it's an erotic short story called Conquered by Clippy. <laughs> uh, the and Clippy, for those who don't know, is the little paperclip mascot from Microsoft Office. <laughs> it's just like what what is this? Oh my gosh. I'm trying to get to it. Oh. oh, here it is. Oh, my gosh. Yes. I need to, like, oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be awesome. Oh so we're going to, like, gosh. let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay. The Digital Desires Inbox, taken by the Tetris Blocks, conquered by Clippy, and invaded by the iWatch. What in the world? Oh, no. <laughs> All right, can I re- start reading some of this? Yes, those? please. Yeah, yeah, please. Oh, no, it's not. A, okay, <clears throat> so this is taken by Tetris Blocks. And if you guys pull this up and you want to read the other one, because there's three of them, so maybe you can read one each. Anyway, taken by the Tetris Blocks. When blocks started falling from the sky, Christy Ackerlund welcomed the excitement. Now she's having a bad day at work and craving some fun and games. Luckily, she runs into some Russian blocks that are looking to score. Soon, she'll be the one falling in lust. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Laron, I don't like this. <laughs> you were the one that... I know. You, okay. You, you're responsible for this. So, I have conquered 
conquered by Clippy up. <laughs> so it says, Christy Ackerland does not need help with anything. So when the world's biggest technology company offers to fly her to a remote location and investigate an alien artifact all by herself, she's all like, I'll do it. But the artifact isn't what it seems. And soon an overly helpful giant living paperclip is getting her all bent out of shape. Oh, my God. So this is like a physical manifestation of the paperclip. Wow. Conquered by Clippy is a 4,000 word short story featuring sexual situations with digital assistants. I think I'm going to have to download this because it's zero. It's it's free for Kindle Unlimited. And maybe I could. (laughs) I don't know. We'll see. Um, Ron, do you have it up or do you want me to read Invaded by the iWatch? Please read it. I don't have it up. <laughs> I, I'm afraid. Christy oh Ackerlund loves technology, so she is happy to try out a smartwatch prototype that mysteriously arrives at her door. When she asks the watch how it can make her less lonely, she has no idea how many sensual features are packed into the tiny device. <sighs> Discover, and I think this is like an o- overall description of the set. Discover how a forbidden sexual romance between a woman and a watch is possible. Cry out in joy as had guest appearances from your favorite technology personalities and squirm at a twist ending to the digital digital desires trilogy that will leave you uncomfortably <laughs> aroused. Oh, man. So, so oh, man. It, I clicked on the, so I'm on Goodreads. Uh, that, that's where I read the description at. And uh, I went and readers also enjoyed it. And I found one called Bagged by the Groceries. <laughs> Bagged by the groceries. Really? Yeah. So I'm going to read the description right now. Uh, When Ashley Du Bois tossed that big fat cucumber into her shopping cart, (laughs) she intended to put it in a salad, but the grocery monster had another place in mind. Living a... Living a pampered life in a high-end New Orleans condo, Ash- Ashley Du Bois has little to complain about. But when a chance encounter with a a wild-eyed homeless woman leaves her haunted by a voodoo curse, the trophy wife will face a voodoo demigod that will manifest himself in Ashley's bag of produce, meat, and bread as a creature out of the strangest night- nightmares. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Then, I, I, then, oh, oh, there's, there's more. There's oh my more. god. <laughs> then the grocery monster will make her steamiest dreams come true. And we all know what's going to happen with that cucumber. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> oh god. Oh my goodness. I need to try and find some more to read because this is great. Let's see. What the heck? This might not be as funny, but it's the picture that's got me curious. Uh... <laughs> oh my gosh, no, I'm reading this one. What's it called? I don't know if I want to read this now. All right. Oh nope. my gosh! Nope, I'm this reading guy. I'm reading can I, it. Can I? All right, my turn. Okay. <laughs> Pounded by Pluto, the crappiest planet. <laughs> That's funny. Mine's also about poo. You need to see a picture of this cover. Hold on. Pounded by Pluto. No, seriously. Look at the cover. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. It's a common thought after seeing what ridiculous crap gets published on the internet. Well, astro 
physical adventure, Tyson Daniel Grassbone is taking it literally and moving to Pluto, which can't be any worse than Earth. He's in for a surprise when Pluto wants to engage in a little seismic activity. The only question is, wait, what? How? Pounded by Pluto is a 5,000-word short story with a universal appeal? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. This... <laughs> I can't even read the title. It's too it's so bad. The Perfect Poo, a fiery fecal romance. Oh, wait, romance? Are you serious? No, no, no. We don't even know. Skip. Have you ever else. needed to go so bad it hurt? And when you finally went, how did it make you feel? Good? Of course it did. Don't be afraid to admit it. <laughs> <laughs> Stella Stipsy had been to the bathroom, hadn't been to the bathroom in so long, she'd forgotten how to how good a satisfying poo can be. <laughs> until <laughs> until one day she lays one out that makes her feel so alive, she realizes something <laughs> that uh that exhilarating must have a higher purpose. <laughs> it must be here for a reason. Because because when you have the perfect poo, our emotions can get the better of us. Or could it really be true love? <laughs> this this book is forty pages of falling in love with a good poop. <laughs> oh my gosh! Pulled hard, ravished by the voting machine. Julia planned to watch this train wreck of an election with a martini in her hand. But first, she had to stop and do her civic duty. She never imagined that her civic duty might do her. When the voting machine comes to life with an agenda of its own, Julia realizes no matter which candidate she votes for, she's screwed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Paddled by Krampus, a Christmas story. (laughs) This can't be that bad. Uh a kinky holiday tale of strict discipline, hard spankings, and a monstrously large cock. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, why is this description so long? Uh, Alvina is a very bad girl. Instead of learning magic from her kind master, Jareth, she naps during lessons, lies, and steals his magic potions. When she overhears Jareth speak his miraculous pleasure potion, she can't resist stealing some for herself. In the dead of night, she guzzles the brew. <laughs> guzzles, I hate that word. So guzzles the brew. Ooh. And is overwhelmed by uncontrollable magical orgasms. <laughs> <laughs> Unlucky for her, Krampus, the monstrous punisher of the wicked, is wandering the woods on the night of her deceitful <laughs> deed and decides to punish her for her misbehavior. <laughs> oh my god. There's more. <laughs> No. Alvina is given a hard paddling by Krampus, helpless to escape as her magical arousal keeps her trapped in sensations of pleasure and pain. She she's manhandled easily by the massive man beast, dangling dangled in the air and suspended to kick and struggle as she's spanked. Soon, <laughs> soon Alvina is begging for release, uh, desperate to be stretched by Krampus's massive cock. Filled with his seed. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. God. Alvina receives a final 
painful canning from her handsome master Jareth as Krampus instructs him, instructs him in the ways of punishing his wayward apprentice. Wow. This kinky erotic short story is written in third person POV and is about 12,000 words in length. 12,000 words. 12,000 words of being paddled and caned. Oh. Warning. Ha. This book contains scenes of kinky fantasy play and rough sex. It is intended for adult audiences only. These, oh, thank yeah, goodness. I'm sure. These are the kinks within. Erotic humiliation, scolding, <laughs> spanking, flogging, <laughs> monster fucking, <laughs> extra large penetration. <laughs> Manhandling, blowjobs, begging, crying, restraint, size difference. <laughs> Semen cream pies. Wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. What size difference? What? I don't know. Briefly mentioned age cap. <laughs> also, a pine tree gets involved. Oh, no. <laughs> you probably shouldn't put pine needles in your genitals. See, we went, see, we, see, you can we went, if you we want, but you probably then. shouldn't we just read right it there. instead. No, we're going to keep going. That that might take the cake, though. Oh, my God. Hold on. There's um, one about Santa, too. The Very Thirsty Octopus, a shapeshifter oh, tentacle no. erotica. Oh, no. Julie's just... <laughs> Julie just finished being a surrogate for her sister's twins and misses them terribly. Her body continues to make milk despite the pill she's taking. To take her mind off everything, Julie goes to the beach for a swim, but a careless decision sees her caught in a riptide. Surrounded by icy water, swelling painfully from packed up milk, Julie might not survive the night. And Cal is an Octomelian, a shape-shifting tentacle creature from the deep. He knows little of humans, but finds himself captivated by the woman in the sea, especially when he catches a taste of her tantalizing milk. <laughs> can I just, can I couple that with a sh- very short review? Yeah. So after that, this is the type of review. I was not expecting to enjoy this novel, but I found myself enjoying it quite a lot. The emotions jump out of the novel, a heartbreak that no one can cure except the shapeship 13 cow. Even though this is a short novel, it's sure to delight anyone who loves romance novels. <laughs> I have another Christmas one if you want to listen to that. Yes, please. Oh, it's called it's called the not the naughty list. <laughs> Uh, while delivering presents on Christmas Eve, Santa gets a gift of his own. <laughs> Kate isn't sure if Nick is the real deal, but this silver fox with big hands and things, thick thighs might just make her believe in Christmas miracles. <laughs> See if Katie has been naughty or nice in this light, fun, and steamy 15,000-word holiday romance. there's a there's a quote from the book Mm, you tell (laughs) i devoured this like a cup of cocoa but if tiny marshmallows were shaped like santa boners (laughs) (laughs) i beg your pardon (laughs) (laughs) okay ready yeah Bigfoot pirates haunt my balls. Oh, no. Oh, God. oh no. 
After years of having their natural habitat encroached upon, Big Feet are finally forced to leave the forest and head out to the open ocean. At first, we think it's the last we'll ever see of them until Bigfoot piracy becomes rampant across the seven seas. When the most notorious Bigfoot pirate, Lorco the Black, is killed off the coast of Santa Monica, a man named Andy begins to feel a mysterious throbbing in his balls. (laughs) After a trip to the doctor... After a trip to the doctor, Andy soon learns that what seemed to be a coincidence is actually an acute case of haunted balls, and the only prescription is a Bigfoot ghost pirate gangbang. This erotic tale of 4,500 words of sizzling human on Bigfoot ghost action (laughs) includes anal, blowjobs, rough sex, cream pies, bukkake, double penetration, and pirate love. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so that's basically queer erotica right there. There's I've read queer erotica and it's not like that. Uh I have a Halloween themed one if you want to listen hear this one. The last one you read wasn't Halloween themed? I don't know. The Krampus one? one wasn't Halloween. No, it's Christmas. I mean themed. that was that was Christmas one, themed, but this one is called <laughs> this one's called Jack ha- a Halloween monster erotica. <laughs> The cover of this book, by the way, is just some super ripped dude in some boxer briefs with a flaming jack-o'-lantern as a head. (laughs) Jack is a monster full of tricks with one very special treat in his pants. (laughs) Susie is feeling lonely on Halloween. She performs a love spell, hoping to summon a nice, perfectly safe Mr. Hunky to keep her entertained, but she fails. The creature that answers her summons answers her summons is neither nice nor safe, but oh boy is he hunky. Jack Jack O Lantern is a devious ancient monster who once tricked the devil himself into granting him immortality. Now Jack is here, a grinning pumpkin in the place of his head, and a thing out of this world is bulging out of his pants. Uh. Uh, the monster will have Susie in every way he pleases, filling her close to bursting with his fertile seed, and nothing can hold him back. This holiday erotica novella is over 10,000 words long, containing pumpkin spice-flavored cream, and is for adult audiences only. I'm sorry, my, my brain is officially numb now. Nope, nope, nope you got to keep hearing, because yep, like this last more. one with the whole Bigfoot... <laughs> pirate thing i decided to click on this author chuck tingle this one is called (laughs) space raptor butt invasion (laughs) space can be a lonely place especially when you're stationed by yourself on a distant planet's orbit In fact, Lance isn't quite sure that he can last the whole year before a shuttle pod arrives, but when a mysterious visitor appears at Lance's terraforming station, he quickly realizes he might not be so long after all. Soon enough, Lance becomes close with this new mysterious astronaut, a velociraptor. <laughs> Together, they form a likely duo, which becomes cross boundaries of friendship and is something more sensual. It's not gay if it's a man and a dinosaur, is it? Oh, <laughs> I could have done about that. I know, but there's a quote. Pound me like the homeless space boy that I am. Oh, That's horrible. It's horrible. 
Would you look at the, would you look at the time, y'all? <laughs> and there's a person who left a review, and there's a picture of her topless with her Kindle covering her, and it says, I want Chuck Tingle to come on my nook. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> oh, Lord. That was so raw. <laughs> uh, <sighs> this one's called Santa Baby. <laughs> By the way, it's just some like ripped dude on the cover with a black trench coat showing off his like 30 pack abs and like silver fox hair beard thing. Going Jesus on. Christ. Uh, <laughs> we're messing around when we call our boss Santa, but trust us, I'd die to sit on more than his knee. Jack is burly and bearded with silver in his hair. He's generous and kind, and he always knows when we've been bad. But (laughs) while the storybook Santa rides the sleigh, uh, while the storybook Santa rides the sleigh, he rides a motorbike and he runs the North Pole, not a whiskey soaked bar. Jack took me in when I ran away. He gave me a job and I put a roof and put a roof over my head. He's given me so much already, but now I want more. Please, oh. Santa, I know exactly what I want to hear. Oh my god. <laughs> uh Santa Baby is a short and steamy age gap in insta love story where the hottest holiday wishes come true. Ah mm. <sighs> man. Can I please read at least one more? Yeah. Because I yeah. can't. Slant, this is also by Chuck Tingle. <clears throat> and the Chuck cover is a, guy, a shirtless guy with a towel on around his waist with a Tide Pod with another man's face in the Tide Pod. Huh? Huh? <laughs> Slam, huh? Slammed in the butt by my handsome laundry detergent pot. Greg is late car show, but thanks to some high octane intensity behind the wheel, he arrives just in time for check-in. Unfortunately, his ride is now covered in mud and dirt just hour before the show starts. After hearing about a secret car wash in the hills nearby, Greg visits to find a mysterious cloaked cleaning expert. It's soon revealed that this enigmatic bad boy is actually a handsome, sentient laundry detergent pod in disguise. Soon enough, Greg and the gorgeous red and blue cleaning tool find themselves wrapped up in a hardcore affair that is sure to have them both sparkling clean and covered in suds. This, that sounds nasty. This erotic tale is 4,100 words of sizzling human on handsome living detergent pot action, including anal blowjobs, rough sex, facials, and physically manifested laundry paraphernalia love. Wow. Well, Laron, do you want to hear one more? No, I don't. It's called the Christmas tattoo. Oh, God. (laughs) Please. When sexy redhead Brady Clements comes home from Washington to nurse a broken heart and and build bridges with her (laughs) estranged father, she's certainly not on the lookout for romance after catching her boyfriend boyfriend Chris in bed with her best friend and boss all she wants to do is run and hide but a chance encounter with a local tattoo artist Colton Bassett leads to unexpected appointment with his needle needles in quotes I'm concerned if it's that thin but that's uh, even though it's cold outside the temperature rises to boiling point as the two discover an irresistible attraction 
but then Chris arrives on the scene to claim her back in time for his family Christmas, and Brady, and Brady starts to remember what she saw in him. Tormented by jealousy and suspicion over Colton's pregnant business partner, uh, Brady starts to wonder if her new romance is over before it began. That wasn't as good. Okay, that sounds like a hot mess. Yeah. I'm almost. That sounds like a Hallmark movie. um, Yeah, I'm almost tempted to read that to see what if it's actually a shit show. Mm -hmm. Awesome erotic romance, it says. Is that a review? Is that a review? No, this is a a segment section on Goodreads. (laughs) There's. Wicked Wonderland, Waking the Witch. I'm just reading the title of this. The fear of the unknown gives my butt pause, and then I realize how powerful and unique I am, and we pound enthusiastically. Mm. That's a title. That's a title? Are you talking talking about a sex toy? What what are you talking about? Um, So it's about an astronomer... Um, he calls... Wait, we're, not the, we're not on the pounded by Pluto thing again, are we? No, we're not. Grendel okay. calls on the physical manifestation of his fear of the unknown and asks him to dinner. So it's like some weird existential human manifestation of something that results in hardcore anal pounding. Oh, God. Hardcore anal pounding. That, that This seems to be this guy's theme. And he gets like really great... He seems to have a very serious following. Okay. Woo! <laughs> all right. Thanks, Clippy. You started it all. Yeah. What was that one called? Uh, some, uh, Something Conquered by, Clip- by Clippy. Conquered by Clip- Clippy. Uh, Clippy. Wow. This, like in that theme or gif from the um, Anchorman movie, that escalated quickly. Yeah. That was good. That was good. We need to do this more often. Yeah. No, we don't. Yes, we do, Laurent. No, we don't. Yeah, we do. I feel like I, I feel like I've been bad touched so many times tonight. Now, <laughs> come on, it's funny. <laughs> In the loosest sense of the word. <laughs> oh man, I needed that ab workout. I laughed so hard. I know. I needed that too. I. <laughs> and now I need a good night's sleep. Yeah. Hopefully I don't have nightmares, though. I think I might be dreaming about Clippy. <laughs> that's, what you, that's what you get. Clippy and Krampus. <laughs> that's what yeah. you get. Yep. That's what, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. Well, this has been Boss Rush After Dark, the alternative podcast show for the flagship show of the Boss Rush We Network. love you, Laron. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to go ahead and just thank every wonderful listener out there that, that just happened to hang out with us and hear some of the depravity that was going on tonight. <laughs> nah. First we went from tempers to sex stories. Insane yeah. sex stories, not normal. Uh, I don't know why I'm acting like a prude. I'm anything but a prude. So yeah, let me stop that. <laughs> I am not that uptight, but God, those are some of those are awful. I'm sorry. Leron Le- 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 likes to watch his weird porn. He doesn't need to read it. <laughs> I do like to watch. I do like to watch. <laughs> if there's something freaky going on, I'm probably going to stand by and like and like check it out for a little bit. <laughs> oh. All right. Well, before we head out tonight, uh, let's go ahead and do the thing where we let everyone know how to get connected and stay connected with us. Uh, Stephanie, please go first. 
You can find me on the internet's not writing erotica at Klimov underscore author. No, I do not write erotica. Uh, on Twitter and Instagram, Wednesday nights on the Boss Rush podcast, uh, and on various episodes on Standard Definition as well. Corey. You can find me at I am Corey and HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find me on Nintendo Power Block, on the Boss Rush podcast, on Standard Def, and more here on the Boss Rush Network. All right, and you can find me on social media uh, as well as YouTube, uh, Twitch, and uh, look and PSN, and uh, yeah, that thing called Steam. Yeah, let's look at that. Exodus eight hundred three. Um, I probably should write some more erotica, so that way when I'm writing my actual like real stories and stuff, like sex scenes, actually, you know, like play out the way they're supposed to. But you know, everything. Every time I try to write some something smutty, it looks all juvenile. It's and, real. Uh, it's hard. That's what she said. It is. <laughs> Speaking of Junior. Oh, ah. Alright everyone. Come back and join us for our next installment of Boss Rush After Dark, where we will be back to talk about more topics that aren't completely content appropriate for any of our anchor shows. Any of our anchor shows, even even Crossroads would probably blush tonight, you know, with some of this stuff. We love you all. Y'all have a good night. Good night. Goodbye. Watch out for Krampus. <laughs> Lock your doors. Don't Stop drink it. the potion. Stop it. <laughs>